hours sitting in the shade Just wishing I could shine Now the sun has come my way And I feel like it's my time If it can't be gotten You know that I'ma get it If you never gonna swing Then you never gonna hit it So if I get a chance You know that I'll be taking it Because I have a dream Now watch me as I'm chasing it Looking at me wonder, wonder, wonder How I'm working it The whole time I got in my mind What my purpose is What I'm talking about Just scratching what the surface is I'm the man with these flows, I don't know what nerve I is. really feel like it's my time, and ain't no need in me lying. Uh-huh. I mean, look at all these blessings, ain't no need in me crying. Uh-huh. That, that you selling, ain't no need in me buying. No I will never be forsaken, ain't no need in me trying. Ain't no need, ain't no need, ain't no need, ain't no need. What's going on, people? What's going on? Jay Sutton, I am back. Another episode of the Destroying Doubt Podcast. Glad to have you here. Thank you for joining in. You know I'm not going to short you. I got another special guest today. This brother is doing big things here in Atlanta. I got a chance to meet him, chop it up with him in Atlanta. And, you know, he's going around. He's uplifting and empowering these kids and getting them to transform their reality. I'll let him explain that later. He also has a book coming out called Transform Your Reality. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal the shine. I'm gonna let you tell, I'm gonna let him tell you about everything he has going on. But I would like to welcome to the show a good friend of mine, a good brother, like I said, very involved in the community. Brennan Roberts. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Happy to be here. That's what it is. That's what it is. Glad to have you, man. Appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt. So, I started this new thing on the show. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and throw it out there. Like, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. My my fans, the listeners to this podcast, mm-hmm. they want to know if you have credibility, right? Okay. And one way to judge that is by knowing your sports teams. Okay, <laughs> we we got to get this out of the way. <laughs> you know they they'll cut it off if your teams are whack. Matter okay. of fact, I might get up and leave. You might be doing a show by yourself if your teams are too whack. So <laughs> let's go ahead and start off with the most important sport of them all: basketball. What you got? Basketball, NBA. I'm a Florida boy, so I got to go with the Miami Heat. Okay, okay. Ain't too mad at that. College, I'm a, I, I like I like the Tar Heels. I rode with the Tar Heels in college. So hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Who? The North Carolina Tar Heels. Hey, hey, look, hey, look. Y'all gonna have to listen to my man. All right. <laughs> Everything he say is good. I don't care what he say. From here on out, it's good. Tar, how, hold up. Before, how did that happen? Tar Heels. You know what? I I just took a liking to them as a kid, man, and just and just rode with them, man. With with MJ when he was there. Matter of fact, well, nah, I was I was born in '82, so I mean, I didn't get a chance to see MJ there, but um, you know, I just took a liking to them as a kid. You know, seeing them guys, Rasheed Wallace, and them guys coming up, and just took a liking to them. That's always been my team coming up. Tar Heels, the Tar Heels. You know, I'm from North Carolina, right? I did. I for you did tell me that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Bleed Carolina blue. So you on a good start. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get football out of the way. NFL. Football, NFL, you know, I just love the game of football. So, I, if I had to pick a team being a Florida boy, 
I know my I know my Jacksonville people gonna hate this because that's where I'm from, but I gotta say the Bucks. I've been I've been a Bucks fan since you know I went to college in Tampa. You know that was kind of when I became a Bucks fan. You know when they won the Super Bowl down there that year. So you know I've been a Bucks fan, but um you know. I'm just a football fan altogether, so it's hard for me to laser in on one team when it comes to footballs. But I have to say I'm a Bucks fan. Okay. okay. I ain't mad at that. Jameis Winston. It's right. in Tampa, which is in Florida. Right. You know, I live in Florida now, so yeah. ain't nothing wrong with Florida. So I ain't mad at any other teams. Jacksonville sucks. But have you right, ever, yeah. You ever been to their, uh, their arena, their stadium? Whatever? I did, yeah. I actually had a chance to take my son to a game down there. Uh when they played the Titans, mm. yeah, 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 because they played against the Titans and uh, the dude that's on that got drafted to the Titans that's uh, that's from the area where I'm from, Derrick Henry. So we we took him down there, took my son down there to watch them play the Titans. So that was cool. Okay, yeah, Titans versus Jaguars. That sounds like tickets were they were probably giving away tickets. They probably they paid weren't. you to go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to get up in there. We had some good seats too, but it was a good experience. It was uh, my son. First NFL game, so it was a cool thing. Where, where, okay, okay. Uh, college football, college football, man. I roll with the Seminoles, Florida State Seminoles. That's my squad. This guy. <laughs> hey, look, man. I I find good guests for this show. All right. <laughs> this guy's a Florida State football fan. I don't even know what else we need to talk about. He's a Carolina fan. Anyway, um. I don't think there's any other relevant sports out there. I'm just joking, sports people. Like, don't get at me. But uh, do you, anything else you care for sports-wise? Nah, that's about it for me. I, I'm football, ba- football and uh, basketball guy for the most part. Oh, oh, last one. Favorite favorite NBA player? Favorite NBA player? You talking about history-wise or current current players? We're gonna go. Let's, let's go both. Let's go both. Okay. Um, history. You know, you got to go with MJ. Uh, current players, I I like Westbrook, man. I like his intensity. I like how hard he go at the game. I, you know, you gotta say you gotta give LeBron his credit because he the best doing it right now. But I'm I'm liking Westbrook and just just his fire and intensity and his grind, man. I like Westbrook. I don't have a problem with Westbrook, as you know. I did a, a podcast episode about Westbrook. Okay, I, I respect the man's grind, mm-hmm. but. Durant, how do you feel about Durant? Do you think Westbrook's better than Durant? I think I think Durant, I think Durant has a better natural skill set. He's a better, you know, natural shooter, bigger. But I don't know. It's just something about Durant to me. I don't, he don't he don't really do it for me, man. Durant is cool, but he ain't, you know when it when. when I can't hate on him because he got the skills, but Jay Sutton know, signing off. He signed off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's what it is, man. So you 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 roll with KD. You roll with KD like that's, that. That's my guy. That's your guy. Okay, that's my guy. <laughs> I, I'm Kobe, Kobe's my favorite player ever. Like that's okay. my history guy is Kobe. But uh, Durant is my that's my current guy. And you know what? And I can't really roll with Durant like that too, cause you know, and and it's even kind of hard for me to go with Westbrook, cause being a Heat fan, you know, they had that finals matchup. So you know, but y'all won. We won, but you know, still it was kind of you know that you know a little, little little rivalry type thing. Can't really go with KD. 
this man, okay, now we learn something else about him. The man is greedy. He hating on the team that he beat in the finals. Like, and it was like four I'm showing, I'm, I'm showing Westbrook some love, though. So I, I'm showing the Thunder a little bit of love, but you know. Okay, all right. All right. We ain't, we ain't get too hard of a time. So, man, let's get on into this thing, man. Let the people know. Who who is Brendan Robbins? Let's hear your story. Brendan Robbins, man. I'm from I'm a Florida guy. Uh born in Jacksonville, Florida. Raised in a in, in a city a little bit north of Jacksonville called uh Fernandina Beach, Florida. Shout out to Nassau County. Mm. Um, you know, uh grew up, you know, I, I don't have the I'm a guy that I don't have the the typical speaker story. You know, you know, a lot of times when you hear people in the speaking game, they have terrible life stories, you know, maybe father wasn't there, you know, maybe homeless, whatever. I grew up in a two parent household, you know, had a pretty, pretty decent life. Um, you know, had my struggles. Main thing was bad decisions, you know, going through life, making, making bad decisions, got in a little trouble here and there, but you know, I found out a way to overcome it. And, and that's what transforming my reality is about is, you know, learning how to deal with those situations and circumstances that we run into on an everyday basis. Um, you know, I played sports, I played football, um, you know, had dreams of playing division one football, going to the NFL and all those nice things, but it got derailed by injuries. Um, you know, got to South Florida, uh, went to, went to walk on and never actually got a chance to step on the playing field, man. Cause of injuries, you know, messed up my knee, you know, went through depression after that, you know, had to figure out a way to get through that. Um, you know, moving to Atlanta, find, you know, moving to Atlanta, having to find my way with a with a fresh brand new start. So, you know, that's what transforming my reality is all about is, you know, practical, tangible ways to get through those situations and circumstances in your life. Cause I know coming up, that was one of the things that bothered me. You know, I, I grew up in the church, you know, when one thing that I would hate would going to church every week and feeling like I wasn't getting practical steps mm, on mm. how to live life. You know, you I, I would sit there and that was the thing. Even at a young age, I, I wanted to know what I needed to do. But I would be sitting in there every week not getting practical tips and practical knowledge on how to live the life that everybody was talking about. You know, seeing everybody around me that was frustrated, seeing my parents, aunts, uncles, friends that was, you know, living this church life but was frustrated and, you know, not knowing how to handle situations and circumstances and um, that's basically where transforming my reality was born is when I found out those principles and those tips, I wanted to document them. And, 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 and when I learned how to get through something, I wanted to document it because I know that it's a lot of people like me. It's a lot of people that want to know how to get through situations and want to know how to do, you know, the practical things on how to get through stuff. Because, you know, people talk about people talk about. In the church world, you know, you talk about faith and and always believing. But what I discovered is faith is not just believing. It's not just mental assent. But true belief is believing enough to act. And that's how you get through situations. That's how you get through circumstances. So, you know, that's what transforming my reality is all about. You know, that's one thing that I've paid attention to in my life. I've learned and I've documented it. And that's what I teach, you know, that's what I teach in schools. That's what I, you know, teach, you know, even, you know, having a finance background, even with financial literacy stuff, you know, it's about practical tips and practical tools on how to get through situations and circumstances in life. 
Wow. Wow. So you, you're providing substance, something that you lack, you know, getting coming up. You're providing that now. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what, that's always my goal is to provide substance. So are it, are your messages, are they spiritual based or do you, are you a, I don't I want to say preacher. Are you a preacher or do you just, are you rooted and your foundation is spiritual and it comes out? But you're just trying to deliver practical steps. Like, how how does that work? Well, I, I'm not a preacher. I mean, I'm rooted in spiritual principles because that's what I grew up in. Um, you know, I don't I don't hit people over the head with the Bible. Um, you know, I I typically don't really you know throw scriptures out. Sometimes it comes out when it's applicable, but really it's it's just principles that I've discovered that work. You know, like for example, the Bible talks about how you think. You know, I realized that how you think is huge and how you go through life. So, you know, the, it's a scripture that says, think on these things, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report. And I realized that it was a time in my life that I had negative results because I was thinking negative. I was a, a nat- I was a negative person. I always saw the bad. I always thought about the bad in every situation. And then I realized that was my reality because it was the way I was thinking and it affected my actions. It affected everything. And that's what continued to manifest in my life. You know, once I once I ran into that, you know, to that injury in college, it's like I went from being this confident guy. And once I had that injury in football, like I like I lost my confidence. I just became this negative dude. Like I didn't I didn't look at things in a positive light. And, you know, that lasted for a couple, you know, for a while. Until I realized, yo, my thoughts, my thoughts are carrying me into this negative place when all I got to do is get my mind right. Can you can you take us there for a minute? Because I can relate um, when you're when you're an athlete and you have high expectations mm-hmm. and people around you are expecting you to reach a certain level and you're expecting to reach a certain level. And mm-hmm. boom, you start having these injuries. And, you know, now people are calling you injury prone and mm-hmm. whatever else. And you're going through these different things. Yeah. Can you take us to that dark place? Like when you had that injury or whatever, like mm-hmm. how did, how did everything change? Like we want to be in the moment. Like yeah. how was it? So, uh, you know, coming out of, coming out of high school, like I would say probably around my, my junior year of high school is when I really um, developed my confidence when it came to sports. You know, I made up my mind that I was going to roll with football, and, like, I went I went hard at it. I started going into football camps. You know, I came to a football camp up here in Atlanta at Georgia Tech, you know, had a, had a great camp, got some scholarship offers from there, went back to high school, um, and was ready to ball. And like you say, those injuries hit. So it first started the first game of my senior year of high school. I ended up having a shoulder injury on the the first carry of my senior year. I had a shoulder injury. First carry. First carry. Pick. I first carry. Picked up a first down. Got tackled. Normal. About to get up off the ground, and the lineman fell on me while I was on the ground laying on my side. So you were you were running back, fullback, running back, running back. Yeah. What was your forty? Forty. I ran about a four six forty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. You yeah. keep going. I just wanted to know. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but I fought through that. I fought through that. I I had that injury. Never missed a game. Right. But I couldn't carry the ball. So I played defense. So 
still ended up having having a pretty decent year. Had scholarship offers to smaller schools, but at my confidence level, I my goal was to play D1. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to South Florida and I'm going to walk on. So I'm training. Everything is going good. I got down there, got in the right environment, got around the team, trained with the team and everything. And one morning, it was about, it, I, we was getting together about 6 o'clock in the morning, getting ready to run. And I this sharp pain in my knee. Sharp pains in my knee, but I'm, you know, I'm fighting through it. And went up to catch a pass. It came down and you hear that pop. Mm. And it's like, oh, man. And I can't get up. So it's like, I, you know, I ain't even officially on the team yet. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to walk on. Mm-hmm. So it's that hit. It's like, man, you know, is my ACL torn? Like, what? It's like my whole dream flashed before my eyes at that point. Like, cause I'm, I'm like, man, I may not never make it onto on the field. So get to the doctor. You know, they do the MRI and everything. And at first, you know, I'm thinking it's good news. They say my ACL is not torn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I go a couple weeks, you know, get back right, get back out there on the field. Same thing happened again. Go back. They stay, say my ACL still not torn, but they can't. He don't know why it keep happening. Mm-hmm. So this guy says, well, let me cut you open and take a look and we'll fix whatever is wrong. We get in there. I'm. 18 years old, I'm like, I, n- I ain't never been in a hospital in my life since I was born. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not about to let you cut me open. If you can't tell me what's wrong, mm-hmm. I ain't going to let you cut me open. So I go back, you know, knee brace, finally get myself back right, and it happened again. Mm. It, it was just like that repeated cycle. So they finally send me to another doctor, and he says, look, you got cartilage missing. Your cartilage broke off. You got a piece of cartilage floating around in your knee that's why you keep having that slippage when you have an impact and that's what's causing your pain so he was like now keep in mind this process has happened over over months like it's that going back and forth and that last time it happened like it was bad like it took me more than like a week or two to get back on track like i was on i was on crutches you know they had me in the wheelchair i started losing muscle definition and all of that so i'm going through this process so I'm thinking when he say my ACL not torn, I'm still thinking I'm coming back. Yeah. But when that dude said that, you know, that I had that that cartilage missing and he told me the process that I was going to have like two or three surgeries, take the cartilage out, either regrow it in a test tube or get a uh, cartilage from a cadaver, put it back in my knee. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm like, I'm like hanging the cleats up. Mm. I'm like, I, it was like it, it, it like it like it took the life out of me. Cause it was like, man, like I, I was like, it ain't. It, and then the the thing that made me really give up was, like I said, I, I had that negative mindset. And when he said it, when he said the process, and then he said, you may never get your explosiveness back. Even after all of this, you may never get your explosiveness back, and you still may not be able to play after that. So I'm like, well, why well, go through it? I'm like, I might as well just do the little rehab and. Going about my way, like, but I had that, I had that negative mindset. I looked at the negative and not the positive. So that's what caused me to give up, which led me to that depression. I like, I didn't have no identity outside of being an athlete. I, you know, I didn't know I'm 19. I didn't have, I didn't know who I was. You know, 
I was in school solely focused on football. Like that was my number one focus. I wasn't really, I wasn't really on my schoolwork like that, honestly. Like I was living, breathing, sleeping, eating, getting on that football team all day, every day. And, you know, like I was the, I, I didn't know who I was at that point. Right. So uh, is it safe to say that at that point you created your re- reality? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and what was that reality? My my reality at that point was giving up because I had that negative mindset and and and, and I created the reality of now if I would have went through if I would have took the positive route and said you know what let me let me do the surgery and see where I could go I don't know where I could I could have came back and been good but my negative mindset created it created that atmosphere of failure. And not only did not only was my was my football career over, but guess what else happened after that? I ended up dropping out of school. Oh, my God. I ended up I ended up, you know, not not finishing school at that point because your mindset was my mindset was gone. My mindset was gone. You know, I from there, you know, my grades, my grades dropped. You know, I went I went there. And I had I had an academic scholarship, Florida Bright Futures, which is similar to the uh, what is it? The uh, the Hope program in, in Georgia. I had that as my backup plan. But after two semesters, that was gone. Not because I wasn't smart, just because my, my mindset was gone. I wasn't putting in the effort I was doing. I was giving minimum effort because I like I didn't have no hope at that point. So, you know, went through that process, you know, ended up not finishing, not finishing school and just I just started working. You know, I w- and I was living that average life. I was doing all right. You know, I was doing all right. I was living, I was paying bills. No, you I'm, know. I'm sorry. I I just got to cut you off for one second cuz yeah. I relate to your story so much. This showing about me. I'm not going to talk about me right now, but what I want you to talk about mm-hmm. is because golly, I remember when when I had the uh, the injuries like yourself, and you're like, okay, this is it. So you start working, mm-hmm. and when you wake, that alarm clock wakes up, and you got to put on a freaking work uniform and not a a team uniform. Oh yeah. Oh my God! And you going in there doing some stupid job, you know, not to call nobody's job stupid, but it was stupid for if if you're not in your purpose, mm-hmm. if that's not what you're supposed to be doing, then it's stupid. Yeah. So walk us through those jobs and your mindset when you're going through doing these jobs or whatever. Oh my God, man! I hate it. I hated it, man. I hate. I hated getting up, going to work every day. I wasn't in school, like I. But I, I was still in that. I was still in that school atmosphere because my job was like right down the street from the school. So it's kind of like I'm. I'm in this negative reality, but my future still hitting me in my face every day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I, I, I see the school. I see my old classmates. I see. You know, I see everything, but I'm just in this. It was almost like I was a robot. You know what I'm saying? Just getting up, going to work. You know, I finally ended up getting, you know, I got back in school, you know, but still it it was just like still like I was operating with no purpose. Didn't know what my major wanted to be. Kept switching majors. Just just going through that robotic over and over. Get up, go to work, come home, maybe hang out, you know, whatever. But it was just like I was in that that robot mode, and because I had no idea who I was at that point, I didn't have no purpose, man. I was just working, 
just working just to work just to have some money in my pocket going to school to try to finish and I ended up finishing I ended up finishing school because I found the easiest possible major with with the classes that I had and was like just let me graduate and get up out of here yeah I still ain't graduate with like oh yeah I'm going into this field this is my purpose it was still just like let me just take the best thing to just get me up out of here I, I was still operating with no purpose at all right I know somebody's listening and they're saying um, how dare you call any major easy when I ain't, I'm having a hard time filling out the application because I've been there too. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. I feel you. So I know I, I can feel it. Like, seriously, I'm not trying to get too spiritual on y'all or whatever, but I can feel that somebody's listening right now and they're like, they're all in. They're all ears and they're saying, okay, you got a great story. I hear the adversity. At what point, what made you? What what click? What 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 started the light bulb to go off to say, okay, I need to change. Like what you're the, you're speaking now. You're speaking to kids. You're speaking in the community, and you're transforming your reality. What happened? What sparked that? Where did it begin? I got tired of being broke. I mean, I got up here. I got to Atlanta, man. Um, I got into a good church where I was able to where the preacher actually broke down principles, and I I was learning stuff. But, you know, it, it take time for it take time for stuff to kick in. You know, you learn, but it wasn't it wasn't just like the all of a sudden it was just like, boom, everything started happening fast. So, you know, but I got under some good teaching, start applying the principles. But I, I still had a little bit of that negative mindset lingering. Right. And I'm still trying to work myself out of, you know, the, the financial situation I was in just working to pay bills. And I remember sitting at my computer one day. It was not too long after my son was born, man, and I was sitting there at the computer adding up my bills versus how much money I had that made that month that month. And it was a three hundred dollar shortage. And it was something that clicked in my mind. And I said, I remember looking at that page that I was writing on and I said, I'll never be in this situation again. Up until that point, I was thinking all I was thinking about was debt and you know, I, I don't make enough money. All, all of my thoughts were negative. I was thinking about how much I didn't have and what wasn't going right. And in that moment, I switched my mindset and I started thinking, all right, well, what do I need to do to make more money? And when my mindset shift, it was small things. I got I went and got a second job. It only lasted for a couple weeks, but I went and got a second job, which was immediate relief. And then from there, my mindset changed. I ended up getting a promotion, you know, and it's just things as as my mindset changed. And my focus was now let's make more money that it just that simple switch from thinking about what I didn't have to starting to think about. All right. Now, my focus is I just need to make more. I'm not in that bad of a situation. I need to make more money. Let's figure out how to make more money and walk that out. And so. I made that shift based off of the principles that I had been taught. You know, I had been taught, hey, you can't be thinking negative. You can't be speaking negative because that's going to lead to negative actions. So in that space where I was thinking negative and I was talking negative, it led to negative results on my job. I was, I mean, I probably was giving 50 percent effort, if anything. So which made me stuck in that spot that I was in, in that position, making like twelve dollars an hour. Which wasn't enough, right? So I switched my mindset, you know, and it like I said, it didn't happen overnight. Maybe six months, I got a promotion. 
six more months, I got a promotion to where now I got my base salary. Now I'm getting bonuses. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. You know, now I get my investments license. So I'm making even more, you know, and I'm progressing. Like I, I got, I went to a point where my sal, I went from making $30,000 a year to $60,000 a year in like four months. Mm. It took me, it took me. I, so I went for, I was making about $12 an hour. Then I got this job where I had a base salary, 30,000. That, that process took about eight months. And then I stayed, I stayed in that place for maybe like a year. And then it was like, after that, it was just like, boom, I just started taking off. And then from there, the transform of my reality, I started writing the transform of my reality book, got the business going, get into the speaking game. You know, it was, it was a few years from there before, you know, when I, when I started writing the book, but it all started with that change in mindset. I started thinking differently. You know, I started thinking positive things. I started thinking about what I wanted as opposed to what I didn't have. I had my vision board. You know, I knew what kind of house I wanted, what kind of car I wanted, all that stuff. But my main focus was positive. Think positive. When, when negative stuff arise, it just happened. You just look at it for what it is and you immediately go to focus on the positive. And that's what helped me change my situation, man. In, in, in every area of my life, you know, with my job. You know, with my businesses, you know, with raising my son, everything, man. It, it's just you had to I had to look at I look at things from a different light now. Like I'm like people see me now and they like you, you know, you never get down. Like I'm like, I I just choose to look at the positive in things. That's it. And that's what keeps me going. Have, have you ever been in? And I'm just playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. for that. For that listener that's maybe listening, like I know you got people on the side, like yo, that's what he's saying is like gospel. Like I'm riding with it. But then there's somebody that may be listening, saying, "Man, that's easy for you to say because you ain't been through this, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Like, is there ever was there ever a situation with you where you were like, okay, I can't look at this posit- positively. Like, there's nothing positive that can come out of this situation. Like, did you ever adapt that mindset? Should people ever adapt that mindset? Like, t- explain that to me. Man, you know, I, like I said, man, it hasn't been a smooth road, you know, even from the point of changing my mindset, I had struggles. You know what I'm saying? Even even after that time period, when I changed my mindset, it was a point where I was about to lose my house. Even though even though I was making more money, there was still times when my debt, was, it was just overloading me, man. Yeah. They, they, you know. They was I what was it was a few years ago I was I was almost in foreclosure, you know what I'm saying? So I but I still had to be focused on fixing this situation, and I have and I just had the mindset, hey, if they take it, it wasn't for me, and there's something better out there. Like that was the mindset I had to keep. That was the mindset I had to have. Was it hard? Absolutely. Was it some late nights? up you know trying to figure this thing out was this some worry mixed up in there absolutely but at the end of the day i had to keep my goal as my main focus and that's what kept me going because i could have easily gave up and say all right yeah let them you know let them take it whatever go back to let me go back to the comfortable i can you know i can get out of this house i can rent i can stay at the level that i'm at and i can be comfortable but i, I just wasn't satisfied with that and my mindset wouldn't let me drop back down to that level. So I still keep my goal at the forefront. And all I'm doing is brick by brick working to get there every day. That's, you know, that's the way I look at it, man. 
That I mean, that's that's the way you have to look at things. Yeah. And you'll see that, like, if you study successful people, if you listen to me, you think I got some sort of success, which I don't. I suck at everything. I'm just <laughs> I'm just playing or whatever. But if you listen to me, you listen to my man Brennan, you see a common thing. Like, you have to adapt that mindset where it's like your why, your reason for what you do and what you want out of life overpowers everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like if they take my truck, okay, I had a truck for them to take. Yeah. I, I they got Uber. Like you you find positives in every situation like you have to. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, what other option do you have? Like Yeah. Fall back? Go, you know, going the opposite direction? Look, man, you you got to plant seeds and then watch them grow. Mm. You got to plant seeds and give them time to grow. Like you, you gonna face adversity. Like I face adversity now. Like when I got it, like when I got into the speaking game, it wasn't like people was calling me every week. I sent out hundreds of emails, but once I got it, I got in that first school, planted that seed for free. Second school planted that seed for free. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Planting those seeds. Now the seed, the, the seeds I planted, they starting to grow. Now people calling me how much you charge. Mm-hmm. Before they was calling asking me just to come out. And I went. I planted those seeds. Now I'm getting calls and I'm getting emails when they call when they how much you charge. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to say, "Hey, pay me X amount." I I just continue to plant those seeds. Plant those seeds. Now they starting to grow. And that's just what you got to do, man. Plant seeds of positivity. Help people, you know, have the mindset to make a contribution. You know, all I'm doing, all I'm doing is giving back what I learned, what I wish I had. That's all I'm doing. I'm giving it back. The knowledge, you know, the knowledge that I gained, you know, my experience, all I'm doing is giving it back, giving it to kids, giving it to, you know, adults that I know going through the same situation, whatever it is. I'm planting those seeds and watching them grow, man. That's it. That's cool. That's cool, man. So tell us about tell us about the book. And mm-hmm. before, you know, because you mentioned you got the Transform Your Reality book mm-hmm. coming soon. And I commend you on that. Um, tell me about why you decided to put out a book. Tell me what the book is going to be about. And the reason why is because I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed that it seems like the book market is starting to be, to be saturated. It's like mm-hmm. everybody oversaturated. It's like right. everybody wants to put out a book now like mm-hmm. okay uh i overcame puberty so let me put out a book right, about right, right. Puberty. <laughs> and like a lot of people don't know like that was my dream since i was a kid for mm-hmm. me to put out a book like being yeah. an author was like one of my biggest goals ever mm-hmm. but i always felt like i had to be a multi-millionaire i had to be in movies i had to be whatever before i put out a book so i'm not knocking anybody that puts out a book that's that's a big thing mm-hmm. but people are just doing it just to do it so yeah. Uh, and get some money off of it. So what's your what's your goal with this book? And why did you decide to put it out? And what is it going to be about? Well, uh, the reason I put the book out, like I said, it is basically when I was going through a lot of my situations, I documented it. So when I learned how to get through, you know, a situation, I documented it. You know, I I wrote about how I was thinking when I was getting negative results. And how I was thinking when I was getting positive results. How I wrote about the book is about, you know, figuring out who you are. Because that was a process I had to go through when I was lost. I figured out who I was. You know, I also 
Um, you know, it's a chapter in the book about how you think. It's a chapter in the book about how you speak. It's a it's a chapter in the book about, you know, meditation. You know, how important it is to develop that mental image of where you want to go. And then, you know, the last chapter is in the book is how you walk out that process. You know, mo- what I want people to understand is, is that is there are principles that work. You like you said, it's 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 plenty of books out there. It's pl- but if you go to successful people, they're going to have about six common principles. And what I wanted to do in this book was because, you know, you hear preachers talk about it. You know, you hear, you know, you hear millionaires talk about it. But I wanted to break it down to the real level, like something that dude that's got that nine to five can relate to. Right. You know what I'm saying? How do you do it? And because, you know, and I know coming up, I would hear the preacher say stuff and it would be right. Right. Information. But I'd be thinking, oh, that's you. You the preacher. You know, you mm-hmm. you know, it, it's easy for you. You the preacher. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the dude. I you know, I got a nine to five, and I started my business. You know, I'm doing this. I'm in that everyday grind. So I wanted to give something from from that perspective and from that level that people can identify with, and um, you know, just just practical principles. Like it's not hard. Like l- let me correct it. It, it I don't want to say it's not hard, but. Success is principles are simple. It's just hard to execute them consistently. But I want to give you the mindset that it's not hard because you you have to believe enough to act. That's the only way to get to success. You know, most people when they think and, and especially in that church mindset and that church mentality, it's about hoping and believing. You know, you hoping and believing and you thinking something going to happen, but you never act. And that's why you never get to anything. Yeah. And I just wanted to give that those principles from a from a common level, not from a preacher, not, you know, not not overly spiritual, not, you know, beating you over the head with the Bible to just let you understand. Yeah, the Bible is real. It has some principles in it that work. And if you execute, you can have anything you want. If you execute and you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to put in the grind and be consistent, you can you can get out of your situation. Hey. Hey, I love it. I love it. I'm ready to pre-order now. Can can people pre-order your book? Yes, you can pre-order. You can pre-order on my website, uh, BrennanRobbins.com. That's B-R-E-N-O-N-R-O-B-B-I-N-S.com. And you can go there, pre-order. Um, you know, I got I got t-shirts on there, you know, a little motivational material. Um, you know, I got a blog on there with, you know, with videos and everything. So you can go there for daily motivation, whatever you need. Awesome, man. Awesome. And you said something, man, that we kind of got the same the same vibe going in this aspect of you said you want to be able to relate to the guy with the nine to five. Right. Mm -hmm. My thing is like, let's let's keep it in the the realm of books. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of people that are writing books like everybody has that mindset that you have to get to the top of the mountain before you could give information. Yeah. So when you get to the top of, of the mountain. You're yelling down at the people that are at the bottom. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yo, this is how you get here. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing, I'm climbing, I'm actively climbing actively the mountain. Climbing, yeah. And I'm looking back like, I'm, hey, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. There's no question, come hell or high water, I'm getting to the top of that mountain. Right. Listen to what I got to say and let's get there together. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's like you you going up the stairs, 
reaching your hand back like, hey, this stuff working. It's working. You better get on the train. And that's what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. Because my mindset, you talk about mindsets and transforming your reality. My reality is I feel like I'm already there. Right. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done, bro. Yeah. So, man, I thank you so much for for coming on for coming on the show today, man, and and shedding light and giving us those principles, telling us your story, man. I'm inspired. I hope that the listeners are as well, man. I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate the opportunity, man. Hope to do some work with you in the future too, man. Let's oh. get out here. Keep pulling these people up, man. Keep pulling them up. Most definitely, most definitely, man. Let the people know where they can find you at, man. Social media and everything. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, Brennan underscore speaks, uh, B R E N O N underscore S P E A K S. Um, I'm on Facebook, Brennan Robbins, um, Twitter, all of that. Same, same handle. And the man can spell. Did y'all catch that? <laughs> the man was like B R E N. I would have been like, uh, J A Y. Yeah, J. Yeah, my man can spell too. So y'all know y'all need to listen to him. Let's College it, educated, man. can spell. He's transforming your reality. Absolutely. He's speaking to these kids. He got a book coming out. Tell them one more time I, in case they didn't get it. Where can they pre-order the book? One more time. Um, you can pre-order the book um, on my website. Um, you can get it uh, in the Kindle format on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, all your major book providers. Um, but, yeah, you can do pre-orders on my website, BrennanRobbins.com. Oh, you know what? Appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was going to start. A new segment. This is like really random. Like this let you know this is real. Like this ain't scripted. We're going. I wanted to start a new segment like with a motivational song. Okay. Um, do you have anything off the top of your head? A motivational song? A motivational song. Yeah, I hope you do so I don't bomb this segment that I'm trying to do. <laughs> Man. A motivational song. You know, we can always go to uh one of one of the mixtapes from 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 Dr. Eric Thomas, we can always go there for some motivation. But you know, one of one of the uh one of the songs I've been listening to is uh what is it? Uh I think it's uh Big Sean, One Man Can Change the World. Big Sean What's the is the name of the song One Man Can Change the World? I think so, I think so. Let me see. Oh, hold on, I found it. I think I found her. I got him. Hold on, let me see. Y'all, this is a new segment on the fly. <laughs> on the fly for real. Um, you heard me plug in the Ox Chord. It's real. Um, motivational song of the week. Just something that you can rock to. And this one, on my show, Brendan Robbins get the first motivational song of the week. Ain't that something? Let's get it, yeah. <laughs> and let me say, the, the reason why I feel like this song is motivational because... You know, it's just saying one man can change the world, right? And we'll look at that from the big aspect and be thinking, oh, I can't do it. But just make that one impact. Just make an impact on somebody. It don't have to be the whole world. But if you make an impact on your world, your circle, your surroundings, that's what I take out of the song. That's what made me, you know, really like that song and download it. Cool. Heard it here first. Thank y'all for thank y'all for joining us today. Thank you for listening. Brennan Robbins, Jay Sutton, Destroying That Podcast. I'm going to leave you with a clip of the motivational song of the week. Big Sean, One Man Can Change the World. Let's get it. They used to tell me. Used to tell me. Used to tell me. 
I hope you learn to make it on your own And if you let yourself just know you'll never be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope that it's the realest thing that you ever know Hope you get the pretty girls that's pretty at everything Million dollar cribs having million dollar dreams And when you get it all just remember one thing Remember one thing That one man could change the world one man could change the world All I, all I wanted was a hundred million dollars and a bad chick Imagine this a muscle nice it felt like that I had it Back on the mattress, staring at the ceiling Try connect the dots but it's all making those attachments I'm talking dreaming so hard, so nice it felt like draft day